Good morning. Man, we're glad to have you here today. Apologize for any mic challenges if it goes out again. They got me a backup right there, and the church said, good. Yeah, just wave at me if it gets crazy. I, I always sound distorted in my mind, okay? Hey, don't laugh at that. That wasn't funny. Okay. Well, this morning, I want to give you a verse that's not in the notes, but it's a passage I read a few weeks ago. I got so excited about it. Matter of fact, it kind of birthed today's message about being courageous. I was reading over in the book of Exodus. I want you to turn to Exodus with me. Turn to Exodus 15. I want you to see this passage. Matter of fact, I might read this passage, make a comment, and we'll go home. The church said, no, you're not either. No. Somebody's like, man, this is the coolest church ever. Great worship. Preacher preaches for five minutes, and we go. Okay. Exodus 15, 3. Listen to this passage. Man, I, I've read it and read it, but the other day it just screamed at me. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. The Lord is a warrior. He's warring for you. He's warring for me in heavenly places. The Lord is strong and invincible. He has an indomitable spirit. He controls over all things. He is mighty and majestic. He is the Lord, and he is a warrior. I love that. When I think warrior, I think about King David that we talked about in recent months. I think about other great men and women of faith, and I think about people that are strong and courageous. When I read this a few weeks ago, it just said, Lord, that's who you are to me. You're my warrior. That is your name. And today, somebody needs to hear this word. You need to let it press deep down in your soul and go, the Lord is my warrior. Matter of fact, let's say it together. The Lord is my warrior. Amen. That's just a great thought, man, and it's, and it's truth, and it's from the Word of God. A few weeks ago, when I started talking about this, our chairman of our uh, leadership team, Dave Garth, says, have you ever heard of the endurance, a great book, and at the end of the sources I talk about, it was a, an expedition that was bound for Antarctica. And I, so I got fascinated, and I'd, I'd heard about it years ago, but when he started talking about these, these men of valor, these men of courage, these, these men of honor, I got, I got intrigued. And in January 1915, after battling its way for six weeks through a thousand miles of packed ice and only a day's sail short of its destination, the endurance became locked in an island of ice. And doesn't that just make you feel really warm on the inside right now? Packed in ice. I'm from Alabama. What do I know about ice, right? A little ice, and we shut our town down. And this guy was on an expedition. But I want you to see this quote. I think it's going to come on the screen. And it's about Sir Ernest Shackleton. Listen to what he says. Men wanted for hazardous journey, small wages, bitter cold, long months of complete darkness, constant danger, safe return, doubtful, honor and recognition in case of success. How many want to serve up for that expedition right now? Sign me up. No, you're thinking. I'm thinking Super Bowl party, cheese dip, sausage, wings, pizza, comfort in my easy boy. That's what I'm talking about. These guys didn't know anything about that. Courageous as they went for Antarctica. And you've got to be courageous. I, I've got a friend this morning, we sent him out months ago, Mike Mason, him and his wife Christy are doing an interim pastorate in McGrath, Alaska. 
you can dig down in the spring, and about 18 inches under the ground, they have frozen tundra. I go, no, thank you. And I remember when Mike told me they were going there, he goes, I want to experience a winter in Alaska. And here was his pastor, his friend's reply. Why? <laughs> Why do you want to spend a winter? He goes, I just feel like I'm compelled to go. And I went, good enough for me. I'm so glad. How many of you are glad this morning God didn't call you to Alaska? Yeah, I'm thinking, God, I feel called to Jamaica right now, you know? I'm feeling called to the tropics of Hawaii. We've, we've got families right now in Hawaii this morning that used to be in this church, and I know why they moved. No, it's just cool. So here's this guy exploring. But you know, when you get an exploring spirit like Jacob and Caleb and different people in Scripture, and as you look at Joshua... There's always going to be cynics that are going to try to drain the life and the energy out of you. They're, they're going to come against you. And this morning, some of us, all of us, are on a conquest. We're, we're in a quest for life. We're in a quest for adventure. And some of you love adventure. And some of you are like, you're not a risk taker. You don't even know how to spell the word R-I-S-K. You don't take risk about anything. You, you like to play everything calculated and safe. And I'm not making fun of you. It's just who you are. Look at the message truth right at the very top. Courage is that quality of mind that enables people to encounter danger with firmness and resolve in spite of their inner fears. I love that. They have resolve. They, they fight. They, they encounter. They experience. They don't fade back. They don't drift back. They hang in there. They go for it. Certainly, Shackleton and his guys went for it to Antarctica. We read about the great expeditions in history when we take history classes. And I look at the Scripture, and I look at the Apostle Paul and the disciples as how they would proclaim Jesus and make Jesus known to the people. What an awesome thing. I was reading a few weeks ago from Dr. Charles Stanley. I, I, love, I love the old guy. And actually, I'm real in love with his son and his preaching style. And, and, and I, I quote Andy, I, I love that guy. But his dad is a brilliant communicator. His dad's probably touched more men with the gospel than anybody on the planet today. What a powerful ministry this man has. He's very old today. And yet, I think he's going to get even more popular in death. You know, I mean, it's just kind of who he is. But he made, this, he made a couple of comments about the assurances that God gives us. And you might write in the side, I thought this was good. God promises to travel with us. He pledges his allegiance to be with us. Is it cutting out on me? Okay, well, let's just cut this off and I'll hold that. Okay, is that better? Thank you. I just thought somebody was being moved by the Spirit and we were just going to have an altar call right now. I forgot that I told you. Thank you so much for letting me know. Okay. So God travels with us. Second promise is, and God doesn't only promise to travel with us, God promises to go before us. How many of you believe God is already before you in every given situation? How many believe that today? And he goes ahead of you as sovereign warrior, as sovereign king. Our God is for us. And today there's somebody in this room, you don't believe that your God sings over you. You don't believe that your God is for you. But I am here to testify, my God is for me. My God is for you. Do you believe that, church? And you can be courageous when you go, my God fights for me. He fights against principalities and powers, and he goes against my enemy. And then I think about strength and courage come through recognizing and relating God's to his will. And, they, and we have a sense of cause, God's destiny on our life, and we go for it. And some of you are people of destiny in here. 
oh, I wish every one of you go, man, I'm a person of destiny, but some of you are not convinced yet about destiny and doing great things for God and with God and partnering with God. So this morning, I just pray that you'd go, God, could you just increase my faith this morning because I'm here? God, would you speak to me through this man, Joshua? And I just kept thinking about how God had delivered people from of old, how he delivered Moses, how he delivered Joshua at the Jordan, and how God is delivering us this morning from wrath, from sin, from condemnation, even from death itself. As I talked to Cad the other day, he just shared with me, he goes, my brother, one of the last things he told me, he goes, I'm ready to go home. It is well with my soul, I'm ready. And that's what I hope it is for everybody in here today. And I, I was talking about this whole courageous theme all week. And I said, well, what is courage? So I just want to give you some thoughts about what is courage. Maybe this will inspire somebody today. It's to be brave in the face of challenging circumstances. We sang that great song this morning about brave. And you have, some of you have some insurmountable circumstances, obstacles that are staring you down. But God is calling you this morning to be brave to be courageous. It's to push yourself in a venture that you're scared of, but you know your God goes before you. It's to be able to take risk on uncharted waters. I look today, back 20 years ago, when I took one of the biggest risks of my life is my wife and I started, stepped out to plant a church called Christ Community. It was a huge uncharted water to have a contemporary setting. Now the land, the city, the region is filled with contemporary churches. But in that time, it was a, it was a little crazy. And I've just been wondering, what's the next uncharted waters? We have a great leadership team of several men that meet together. And I've asked them, I said, I'm charging you as your pastor that y'all would be spiritual architects to help us charter the waters over the next 20 years of where Christ would want Christ's community to go. And would you pray for them? You see, I'm getting older. I'm not 37 anymore. I won't tell you how old I am, but you can probably add the math. And I'm a little older. And I thought in 20 years, I'm going to be probably bald-headed and completely white-headed, if I even have hair. And at 77, I don't know what it's going to be. And I thought, God, what would you do over the next year, over the next five years, over the next 10, 20 years? So right now, pray for your leadership. They've been charged with that. Courage is where we're not detoured. We're daring. We're heroic. Our resolve is strong in our hearts. We're tenacious in activity. We're gritty. Don't you like the word gritty? I know when you think gritty, you think about coming in the house and your, and your mom tells you, I'm going to beat you, boy, if you bring dirt in on my clean floor. Anybody ever hear that besides me? <laughs> yeah, I think I still hear it. No, 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 Donna didn't tell me that. But grit, you know, I, li I like grit. But, you know, I'm talking about that grit of your soul. It's just the resolve to hang in there. I'm asking you today, would you be bold? Would you be courageous? Would you trust God for more? But I want you to see the scriptural focus for this. Joshua, turn to Joshua today. Chapter 1. And listen to God's word. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them. To the Israelites, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to the Lebanon. 
And from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west, no one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Underline that in your Bible. So I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews says the same thing. And look at verse 6. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. And then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Every time I read this charge from Joshua, there's a warrior in my spirit that says, that's who my God is. And he tells them three times to be strong and to be courageous and to be strong and to be very courageous. And somebody today just needs to be strong. You need to be courageous. I was reading John Piper, and I love, he's a tremendous mind, great teacher, pastored Bethlehem Baptist for about 33 years. And listen, I love, I like how he puts this. Moses is 120 years old. His eye was not dim or his natural force abated. He had been the deliverer, their general, their lawgiver, their advocate before God, their prophet, their God, their inspiration, their judge, and their pastor for over 40 years. Moses had led a people well. And then in Deuteronomy 32, we read his last song. I want you to hear this. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. May my teaching drop as rain, my speech distill as the dew, as the gentle rain upon the tender grass, and as the showers upon the herb. For I will proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. The rock, his work is perfect for all his ways are justice. A God of faithfulness without iniquity, just and right he is, but ascribe greatness to him. And then he goes on, listen, listen, I want you to hang in there. Ascend this mountain to Abarium, Mount Nebo, which is the land of Moab, opposite Jericho, the view of the land of the Canaan, which I give the people of Israel for possession, and die on the mountain which you ascend and be gathered to your people as Aaron, your brother, died in Mount Hor and was gathered to his people because you broke faith with me in the midst of the people of Israel, the waters of Meribeth, Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin. Because, listen, this is critical. Because you did not revere me as holy in the midst of the people of Israel, for you shall see the land before you. You shall not go there into the land which I will give to the people of Israel. Here he is, Moses, straight back, old man, white-headed, Clear eyes, man of faith. And what does God tell Moses? Moses, because you didn't do completely what I told you to do, you'll just see it. But you'll never enter into the promised land. But he had another one. His name was Joshua that we just read about. And here's this great leader. So you know what I think Moses probably did? Moses, listen, this is an application for you and me. I bet Moses, the great leader of God, I bet he had tears flowing down his cheeks because he had not completely done what God had told him. 
And Joshua would later come and he would do what God had told him to do. And I thought about this. Do you and I have any regrets this morning? That there's something the Father has prompted, told us to do in the past years, months, days. And we didn't have the courage to do it. And we read this account here of this great warrior, this great man. And yet Joshua was trying to say, who am I to fill the shoes of Moses? That's like following Paul Bear Bryant. That's like following Coach Saban. And somebody's going, I know, ain't nobody going to be able to follow that man. Ain't, ain't That's what they said about Bear Bryant. And then they got Coach Saban. And they just win championships every year. They just walk on the field and win another one. I'm sick of it. I'm an Auburn fan, but I got to get over it, okay? But let me tell you, and I won't live to see it, but some of you young people, there'll be somebody maybe one day that might even be greater than Coach Saban. You're going, oh, I'd love to see him. No, Jesus is not coming back to coach there. I don't know. But what I'm saying is there's always been leaders. There's always going to be other leaders, and you have a season, and then they pass on, and here it is. God says, I'm going to pass the torch from Moses to Joshua. Yeshua, salvation, deliverer, mighty man. Fill it in here. The charge is from God, verses 1 through 5. God just issues the charge to Joshua and to the people there. And he goes, Joshua, no one will be able to stand up against you. But I'm not Moses, but you're Joshua. And I am your God, and I'm a warrior, and I go before you. In the Great Commission, Jesus makes a promise at the very end of the passage. He says, I will be with you to the very end of the age. And I believe that this morning for you and me. Jesus said, I will be with you to the end of the age in your life, in your circumstance, in your situation. So Joshua is this brave man. His father figure is Moses. And Moses dies. We all are going to die. We all have appointed time to die. Once to die and then to face judgment. And with Christ, it's going to be fine. And I just think, God, you're with us. And here's all these enemies. If you re, You're going to have to read through the book of Joshua on your own and see the full context of the story. It's a great one. But there's this charge that call, comes from God. And then there's this call to courage. A call to courage. Look at verse uh, 6 and 7. I believe it's going to come up right here. Is it going to come up here? Well, maybe not. Here we go. All right. Well, let's look at it. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law. So here he is. He's, just, he's given us a call this morning, and I want you and me to say, God, there's a call in my life. There's a charge, but there's a call, and there's a call to be courageous. And right now, somebody's facing a situation, and you see there's no way there's no way you can pass that course. There's no way you can get that job. There's no way you can do this. There's no way you're going to get that sale. There's no way you're going to start that ministry. There's no way, there's no way. But when God says there is a way, there is a way, and the church said, you got to believe God. I'm, I'm telling you, this morning, if I could come out there, I would slap you with a mama slap, a little sweet one, and just say, get some courage in your soul. Jeff, he sang his heart out. Set a fire down in my soul. Wouldn't you love if Jeff went, Set a fire down in my soul. You'd have gone pitiful, weak, boo. Man, he was singing it. They were singing it passionate. God, do that. How many of you want a fire in your soul this morning, a fire in your belly? Oh, well, you're a preacher. You better have one in you. 
I know you judge me every week, but I want to see the fire in you. I love what Jeremiah said. He said, there's a fire in my bones and I can't shut up. I like that passage. It's scriptural. Okay, let's keep going. So he goes through this. God reminds Joshua, Joshua, your strength is the Lord. The Lord is your strength. The Lord is your salvation. He gives you a call. Prosperity and success are yours. Now, everybody likes prosperity and success, and that's a pretty tall order. But when we follow Christ's ways, there is prosperity and success. Maybe not in the way that you're counting on, but in God's landscape, in God's economy, in God's perspective, there's prosperity and success when we do it God's way. God, give us faith this morning to do that. A great preacher I heard some years ago, and I, look, I listen to him from time to time. His name's Crawford Loritz. Maybe you'd write him down. He's a great, great speaker. He goes, there's an epidemic of weakness that's sweeping into the church. The culture is infiltrating the church. It's leaving us fearful of leading and making decisions. Our preoccupation with consensus has a strange hold around what we do, and we're taught to sanitize our lack of commitment. Here's my concern, 2016 that the church doesn't know what courage is. They're not placing their courage and commitment completely in Christ and realizing they can rise up against any obstacle that the devil or the enemy throws our way. That we are more than overcomers in Jesus Christ. And this morning I'm saying, Lord, that's what I want. There's nothing that can hold me back when you're in this. Lord, I want to trust you. I want to run from you. Lord, courage means I get a clear assignment from you. And you know where you get an assignment from God? Being a person of his word. Spending daily time in his word. Being with other believers in authentic community. And God will speak clearly to you and to me. And he'll give us assignment. How many of you believe God's got an assignment for the church? How many of you believe God's got an assignment for your life? He does. And your assignment is unique, and it's different from the person next to you. It's from him. So we have the charge. We have a call. But then there's this passage here. I just want you to see here this section about crossing over. Crossing over Jordan. We're not going to be able to cover it for time, but if you'll look there in chapter 3 of Joshua and 4, in verse 5, he says, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. And he was able to lead the people and to cross over Jordan. It was a huge feat. Matter of fact, the, I think it means we can be believing warriors this morning or we can be unbelieving wanderers. And do you want to be an unbelieving wanderer that you just wander off, drift off in no faith? Or do you want to believe a believing warrior of the Most High God? The very first message I preached in this church when we opened the doors, September 8th, 1996, the title was Crossing Over Jordan. This was my text. And the whole premise that day was I was trying to say, God has something for this body of faith. And I was believing God that he would bring people. And that he wanted us to cross over a new paradigm into a contemporary worship style of worship. And he would do great things to glorify the name of Jesus. And the church said, and today I think here we are once again, we're going to cross over. What does God have for this fellowship to do corporately in the name and the power of Christ? I'm excited to see what God's going to do because I believe when we seek his face, he's going to make himself known because he's that kind of God. 
Matter of fact, God's a, a stubborn God. How many of you believe God's stubborn this morning? You're saying, now, when my mom calls me stubborn, it's not nice. Well, God says we're a bunch of stiff-necked people that don't listen to him. <laughs> and we're obstinate. And we choose our own way many times. And yet God's stubborn in his passion and in his love for you and I. Lord, help us to move with you. Help us to move on. Help us to trust you in this community of faith, in this work. Lord, help us to go. I was reading this. I loved it. It says, here it is, 300,000 square miles were given to the people here, and they only walked a tenth of it. The soles of their feet didn't walk the whole length of the land, the breadth of the land. They didn't take it. Sure, they crossed the Jordan, Jordan but they settled in the land. And here's what I want to say to you today. Some of you have settled where you're at and you're going to play it safe till Jesus calls you home. But God doesn't want us to be so much settlers. He wants us to be sojourners that are passing through and God has more. How many of you believe God has more for you today than he had yesterday? Remember that song that says, I want less. Lord, I want less. That's what I want. That's not what we sing. I want more. I want more of you, Father. I want more of you for this fellowship that you can exalt the name of your son, Jesus Christ, in this river region to the world until you call us home. Lord, I don't want to settle. Look at the next one, the crossing over Jordan, then the conquering of the enemy. When you look at that, they, they had all these enemies that rose up against them, and they had to exercise courage and faith. And this morning, it could be that God is stimulating, pursuing, pushing you and me to exercise our faith. And when you go to the gym and you exercise, you build mass, you build muscle, you build endurance. And this morning, I think God wants us to spiritually do something. God wants us to move out. He wants us to cross over Jordan. He wants us to uh, conquer our enemy here. And I don't know, there, there's things that are holding us back. And, and I'll just, just give me this liberty. I think there's some baggage in this room. No. There is some baggage in this room. A lot of you brought baggage today. You're like, well, where do they put the baggage at? I, I don't think I've seen it. Oh, you brought it in. You, you pulled it in, ball and chain. You walk, you're walking around with it. And today, your past has changed you. And this morning, I'm asking some people in faith today to cross over Jordan, to conquer the enemy of the past, to conquer the enemy of the baggage you've brought in because it's not very attractive, and leave the baggage at the church and walk out free in Jesus' name. Amen? And you're saying, well, could you tell me what the baggage is? You let me sit down with you about 30 minutes, and I'll, I'll label it for you. Yeah. It wouldn't be hard to tell you what it is. And you're saying, that's okay. I know what my baggage is. Jesus died to set us free, to have courage. And I just believe some people want to conquer the enemy today. And then they want to move into the, the, the last point there, the claiming of an inheritance. God's got a new inheritance for, for his children, for us, for his kids. And he believes in us. And he wants us to enjoy all that we have in Christ, the riches that we have in Christ Jesus. Do you believe this morning that we have a lot of riches? We are rich. Read the book of Ephesians this afternoon, and you'll see the inheritance, and you'll see the incomparable riches of Jesus Christ and what God has for us. But back to Joshua. But only be very strong. Be courageous. Follow my son. 
Go for it. Do it his way. Be strong. Obey him. Stay the path. Be strong. Be courageous. Be faithful. Be tenacious. Be indomitable. Be gritty. I got to come back and use that word. That's just a cool word, okay? You're saying, you get excited about that? Yeah, it's, you know, it's not multiple syllables, you know, gritty, okay? But God, give us courageous faith today. God, let us move out of this place with a new spirit. The, the Bible would say Caleb had a different kind of spirit. God, breathe a Caleb spirit on Christ's community today. Give us a spirit for the kingdom. And then I want you to turn all the way over. You see the conquering, you see the claiming. I want you to turn over to Joshua 24. Can you turn there with me? Oh, this is a nice placard on posters and doors. And I love this passage. Chapter 24, verse 15. Listen to Joshua. He would say, fear God only. But in 24, 15, here's what he says. But it's for me and my household. We will serve the Lord. But it's for me and my household. I will serve the Lord. I will hold my God in the highest light, in the highest reverence, and I will ascribe glory to his name that is due. And anything that takes the place of God is an idol. So this morning, I'm asking you to put idols down. I'm asking you to drop your addictions today. I'm asking you to drop your baggage today and to proclaim Christ to a lost and dying world. The message principle is this. I want you to hear it. Look in the yellow box. If we don't obey God in our generation, he'll skip over our generation and move on to the next generation that will trust him. Folks, I'm a baby boomer. I don't want God to skip my generation. Do you want him to skip your generation, baby boomers? No. How about millennials? Do you want him to skip your generation? That would be the young people. Do you want him to skip your generation, millennials? No. I know we used to have Generation X and Y and Z and then millennials and all these terms. I mean, who cares? But the bottom line is, if we don't do what God wants, he'll skip us and he'll move to the next one. You see, Moses was a brave, great man, but he didn't completely do what God said, so he moved over him and he used Joshua. And I'm just saying, on our watch, say, God, don't skip us. Don't skip our church. Don't skip our generation. Move in us. Look at this quote by General Dwight Eisenhower. There are no victories at bargain prices. See, it costs everything of a man and woman to follow Jesus. It costs total commitment and total surrender. And when I read about Joshua, I see a warrior. I see a brave man of faith. And I'm looking at brave men and women of faith in this room. I believe you are the children of God if you place your faith in Jesus Christ. And I believe that God wants to raise up a mighty army, that he wants to cancel sin, that he wants to break chains. How many of you believe that today? And he is in this place to be worshipped like no other. He is a warrior. That is his name. And we are followers of the Most High God. His name is 
Jesus.